Hey friends and foes, welcome to Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott, and today we're talking about five ways to build an art community. A few days ago, I was recording an interview with a professor from Cornish College of the Arts, and we were chatting about how when artists leave art school, they have a huge vacancy of community in their space. When they've since kindergarten have had people around them, chatting with them, teaching them, directing them. And you go through high school and you go through college and you get your degrees and then suddenly you're by yourself. And it's really challenging to build an art community, especially when you are no longer in a major city or you are far away from your previous classmates, or perhaps you are an adult artist who is just getting started in art and you don't know how to make friends who also make art and you don't know how to create these relationships with other artists, which I I think are truly vital for becoming really skilled in your work, for becoming capable in the ways you speak about art and the ways you see your own work, for learning how to critique yourself, for learning how to be friendly in these spaces, and in the future, for learning how to get an art show, to get into a gallery, to to get opportunities from other people that they are putting on. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about ways that you could build an art community from your home, from anywhere on the internet, that would really amplify your art, amplify your mind around art, and help you enjoy the process of artwork. Making art in your studio can be very lonely. Loneliness in art is not always something that's talked about when you are just starting out and when you're getting into the groove of making. When you're in your studio, you're often in isolation, and that's a great thing for diving deep into your thoughts and into the complexities that is art making. But it can also sneak up on you. You know the difference between alone and lonely, right? Choosing and a feeling. <laughs> it's, it's different and it's nuanced, and having an art community will absolutely help you balance that out. So here's the five ways that you can create your own art community that will support you for the rest of your artistic practice. Number one is the easiest. It takes the least amount of effort from you and it's consistently there because someone else is putting it on. Number one is go to art walks. Maybe you live in a major city like Seattle that has a first Thursday art walk. All the galleries put on their new shows every first Thursday. This is the same in New York and probably other major cities. And when you go to these art walks, when you go every month to First Thursday Art Walk or First Friday or whatever day it is of the month, you're going to start seeing the same people show up to these every time. And when you go to these art walks, one, you're exposing yourself to new art and you're seeing what other people are making and how they're pricing the work and how they are setting up their shows. It's giving you visual information. And this is artwork. This isn't just, oh, you're going to go to the art walk and have fun, but this is, this is part of artwork. When you go to art walks, you're meeting gallery people, you're meeting artists who have new shows, you're getting excited about them, and they're going to start associating your face with the art walk. When you go to an art walk, you should keep these things in mind. If there is the artist present at the show, I would always, always go up and say hi and compliment their work and ask them what it's about, especially if nobody's talking to them. If they're super busy and you're like, I can't get a word in and I want to go see another gallery, then you should do that. But I always try to say hi to the artist, either in person or after the art walk, I will take a picture of the gallery space and I'll post them on Instagram and then I'll just say hi in their DMs. 
this kind of socialization is really great relationship building. And when you start to get to know people like this, you start to have conversations with them. You're already well into the steps of building an art community and joining theirs. I have a list of my favorite art galleries in Seattle. I visit them every single time. And then I tend to go visit ones that I haven't heard of. Maybe they're new. Maybe I don't usually like the artwork there, but I make sure I, I go and I visit, whether I like the art or not. I try to always say something nice about the work when I'm around the other artists in particular. And, you know, it's totally fine to be judgmental and look at someone's work and be like, I don't actually like that. But it's very important that you're not saying this out loud because the artist might be there and that would hurt feelings. And that's not how to create an art community. When you do the work afterwards and you're taking pictures, which is engaging with the artists on social media by posting to your stories if you're on Instagram or making a vlog about it if you're on YouTube, whatever it is, you're going to create one content for them, which is easy to repost, and two, you're you're creating support for them, which in turn, if you do it enough, they will start looking at you in your shows. The next thing about going to art walks is, say your friend has an art walk, and they're like, this is my very first one, I would love it to come. It's really important that you show up to these, because if you do, and then you have an art walk at some point in the future, they're going to show up to yours. It's an exchange. And it's relationship building at its finest. So go to art walks. If you're in a smaller town that, say, doesn't have an art walk, but there is a bigger town, you know, an hour or two away, I would I would ensure that I go to this. I would put it in my calendar every single month, rain or shine, and go to these events because they support the galleries, they support the people in your community, even if it's an extended community, like a couple hour radius, you know, and it's it's really, really good. If you're very rural and you can't go to these art walks, then I would stick on stick to the internet. And I would stick to the internet and I would find the artists that you like that are posting online and I would be commenting on every single time they have a big show. And I would do virtual art walks, right? So think of the big cities that you're interested in, find the galleries that follow those galleries and see the artists that they're showing every month. And then go and network that way online. It's an amazing tool. <laughs> Number two, create an art book club. I don't know if you're a reader like I am. I love to read. I love fiction. I love fantasy. And I love art books. If you create an art book club and invite other artists to join you in it, it is one of the most powerful relationship builders I have ever witnessed. I have been in multiple art book clubs in the past, and I'm currently running one on Twitch where I have a co-host, which is Jennifer, and Visual Nomad, and I then will have guest stars who come onto the podcast and come onto Art Book Club. The people who watch me on Twitch, they also show up to the book club and they'll chat in the comments, and it's really, really fun. What's great about an art book club is it's doing two things. First off, if you're reading the art books, you're educating yourself, right? You're looking at other artists, you're looking at theories, you're looking at history, you're looking at technical ability. It's really good for your artistic brain to be reading other books about artwork and it'll make your craft just better. The second great thing is that if you have an art book club, whether this is digital or in person, in person is so good, um, you are therefore creating friendships. So when you have a topic such as an art book, you will guaranteed have something to talk about, right? Even if you don't know these other artists who are in the art book club with you, and therefore be able to build these relationships really thoroughly. 
I think once you start having the topic of an art book, say it's artwork, or it's Julia Aristides' classical drawing books, right? Her lessons on classical drawings. When you have a topic like this, maybe it has exercises in the book that you could do together. Stories about your own art practice will naturally come out and you'll learn more about the other people who are artists in your little group here, right? And they'll tell you their stories and their experiences and it'll be so mm, just delicious. I recommend when you're doing an art book club to have around five people in the club. Four is great, five is perfect, but any more than that gets too cluttered. So having an online book club can be kind of tricky. When I do it on Twitch, I have a co-host and then I have guests on every once in a while when I can find them, but I, I try to keep it small. That way, everyone is always able to have an opinion and it be heard and not be overwhelmed by the sheer number of people in said book club. If you're wondering, Stephanie, how do you run a book club? I have, I've run so many book clubs that this is my favorite system. You're going to get yourself a list of all the people in the book club. Say it's person A, B, C, D, and E, right? And then you're going to write that down on your little note app. And you're going to start with person A. Person A gets to pick the first book. No questions asked, right? And in the category of your art book club, you you have your submitted topics. For, for mine, it's like any book about art. It's art theory, art history, art practice, whatever it is. So person A gets to pick. And then the next month, person B gets to pick. No questions asked. They get to pick the book. And then the next month, person C gets to pick, and you just go down the list. And then once you've gotten to person D, and they've read their book, you go back up to the first person. When you have it like that, where one person gets to pick a book each month, people are going to be more excited about choosing the books. It's not random. It's not like you put it in a pot, and then you pull out whatever <laughs> happens to be there. People are more satisfied with the book club. They get excited about when it's their turn to pick. It's very, very good. I recommend doing it like that. And I recommend meeting at least once a month. Maybe you're not reading a whole book once a month. Maybe it's you read half the book for month one and then the second half of the book for month two. Or maybe it's a really dense book like Ninth Street Women where it's like, okay, I'm going to read four chapters and then we'll discuss it. And then we'll read the next four chapters. <laughs> if you do it that way, you just keep track of who is the next book pick versus how many months you need to read said book. I love it. I love thinking of questions about the art books when it's time for a book club. I like to ask people, how many stars would you rate it? And did you like this book? And did you finish this book? Art book clubs are so good. Never shame anyone for not finishing the book. Always encourage people to try and find it, whether it's the library or it's borrowed from your copy or whatever it is. And if you can get it in person, like have the meeting in person and you make it like, okay, maybe we're having a glass of wine over book club. You know, maybe we're going out for coffee or maybe we're having dinner together and discussing art book club. Maybe it's art book club in one of the participants studio and you could show your work afterwards. I had one book club four years ago or so where during every book club, we would bring one of our art pieces, whatever we were working on. And then we would just do a mini critique with the four of us. And it was really, really great. Sometimes book clubs will go on for a couple months and then stop. I've been in book clubs that have gone over years and years at a time. Sometimes people move. Sometimes people lose interest. It's important that you never make anyone feel bad or wrong for wanting to leave book club. But it's it's such a great way to make an art community that I highly recommend trying it. Even if you're not a big reader, because you know as well as I know that art books tend to have a lot of pictures. And that's pretty great. 
Okay. Number three stems off of number two. I just said that my last book club had a little critique during every book club. But having a critique group in itself is a great way to build a community. When you have a once a month critique group where you're like, hey, come to my apartment, bring a piece of art that you're working on or a finished piece. And then as a group, we will very kindly critique it. That is top tier. You're learning about how other people see, you're learning about how to improve your work, you're learning about how other people can improve their work and therefore training your eye. It's extremely good. This one can be a little bit tricky because sometimes people can be mean and you have to kind of relegate it when you're hosting one of these critique groups, right? So like at the beginning of all critiques, I like to say, okay, we're keeping this friendly and it's constructive criticism. This is not like just being out and flat mean that you might've had in art school, right? It's like, how can this person specifically change their artwork to make it better in like one sitting, right? Or what's something that's so great about this that you just love? Or what's something that you don't understand about this painting, but you need explained? These sort of questions, I would write them down before you even have your first critique group. I like to find a Friday evening for these. I like to find a weekend date, somewhere where people can come all the time. I also love the open invitation, right? Where you're like, okay, on the fourth Friday of every month at my house, I'm having an open critique. You're invited to anyone in the future, right? And you do these a couple times. The first time, maybe two people show up. The second time, maybe five people show up because they talk about how fun it was. You provide some snacks. This doesn't have to be super expensive. You get some light and then you talk about the artwork. It's, it's so good for building community. And what you'll notice about all of these five things that I'm gonna talk about is that you are putting in the effort to make this community happen. When you want to have an art community, most people say, Stephanie, I need to, how do I join an art community? And it's not about joining, it's about making it, extending the invitation, putting some effort out there to say, hey, I wanna do these things. Because once you start doing this, other people are gonna invite you to their groups, to their book clubs, to their art walks, to their whatever it is. And that's so powerful and that's community building. It's magic. My fourth option for creating a community is to host a drawing jam. I don't know if you've ever had a drawing jam either in an art school or uh, seen them at like a drink and draw sort of place, but hosting a drawing jam is extremely fun. You'll notice that these things that I'm all recommending are very interactive, and I think this is the most interactive. I like to have drawing sessions where I will invite three or four artist friends over to my house and I'll be like, hey, I have this funky still life that I've set up, or my sister might be a model for me and she's offered to sit for us, or, you know, let's go out into the arboretum and draw the trees and have a drawing jam where we do like 20 minute drawing sprints or lightning sketches or blind contour drawings of whatever object that we've kind of settled on. It's, it's quite fun and it becomes like an event. It becomes something to look forward to, right? You bring your picnic, you bring snacks, you bring yourself a little beverage <laughs> and you have a really fun time creating with other people. These sort of things are really intoxicating, especially in the summer, which is coming up. And if you can figure out how to host them, mm, they're so good. I also love a paint painting jam or like bring your tablet out to the park and draw sort of jam, right? So digital art, but still it's plain air. Having them in a summer setting where people get to draw and compare themselves and like make connections, it's really, really good. And I know some of you are gonna be like, compare themselves. I don't wanna compare myself. 
That's just what naturally happens when you have a group of artists you're going to. And you need to learn how to look at it in a positive way and not like, I'm the worst. And that's a lot to unpack. And maybe another episode will go into that. But <laughs> this is, it's really quite fun. Host a drawing jam, get people over to your place to draw, to make art. I've gone to an event where my friend was like, hey, we're going to make vision boards for the new year. And I did this last year. And it was so fun. She had all of these collage magazines out and some scissors and glue sticks and big boards that we could use. And she's like, bring magazines and bring a snack and we'll have a great old time. And we made these like super funky collages out of all these different materials that she had. And we kind of made our vision boards for the new year and what we wanted. You can, you can do events like this. When you're hosting an event, you'll notice that every single one of these that I've said has really specific thing to do, right? It's like you're coming for a drawing jam, you're coming for a critique group, you're coming for art book club. When you specify what the event is, people are going to be more excited to go to it. So don't just be like, hey, come over to art with me. That's too vague. I'm shaking my hand here, but it's too vague and people won't come. So when you're making an event and you're making a community, have events like this. It's very fun. One of my favorite art events, I guess this is this is not number five, but it's like a plus one, is I invited a bunch of artists to come see the Van Gogh movie with me when that came out a couple years ago, where every scene was painted. And that was extremely fun. If there are art events that are like spaces or movies or talks or something like that, that can also be a fun thing to do and invite your artist friends who are local to your area to go see with you. That's how you build community. You invite people to things. <laughs> and eventually you're gonna start getting invitations. Don't worry, you're not gonna have to do all of the work, but you will have to put in some effort because that's what relationships are. They're effort. And last but not least, number five. I actually have like 20 more ideas. So if you're like, Stephanie, these ideas are great and I'm taking notes, but I wanna hear more, will you just send me like a DM or something? Cause I will tell you them. <laughs> All right, number five is to challenge other artists to a timed project. You'll notice on my blog and on the podcast that I have lots of challenges. Most notably is the seven day art challenge. I have a challenge where in seven days you make one piece of art every day and then you post it together on social media and you tag it and we share each other's things and it has like a whole community event to it. When you challenge other artists to a timed project, that is like an instant community builder. I know one of my friends has is a musician and he does many like 30 day challenges and, you know, alphabet themed challenges and music themed challenges. They're very fun. And he's always talking about them and they look like I want to do them. And I'm not a musician, but that is community building, right? So timed projects that I've done in the past are the seven day art challenge. I've done NaNoWriMo, which is the writing challenge that has huge community to it. I've done Art Slam, which is an older challenge that I might talk about in the future, where you make a new piece of art for 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days in a row over the summer. It's wild. You can have so many different ideas and challenges. The timed part is really important because that keeps people engaged. I like a shorter challenge than a longer one. They're great though, because when you do these challenges, people are going to talk to you about them who are participating. They're going to be like, oh, I'm making this today. What are you making? Right? And it's it's really good. So like this is top tier if you are internet only trying to build community, really love them. And gosh, they're just they're so much fun. If you have an art challenge you're doing, I want to do them. Oh, have you ever heard of the Brooklyn Art Library? Because that was also a very fun challenge. I don't know if it's still going. It probably is. I'll link it in the description so you can check it out. But art challenges are great. 
Art, art challenges gets people together, and it's so good. It's so good. Uh, the plus one I've got is be really active in your comments on Instagram. If you are posting there all the time, making reels, every time someone comments, comment back, go to their page, comment on their work. That is a great relationship builder. It's also a great way to sell art, I'm just saying. <laughs> and you can have just, there's just so many options out there. If you are trying to build an art community and you've tried any one of these things, but you're like, Stephanie, these are great, but I'm not sure how to do it for my community. Send me a message because I would love to brainstorm with you on how to make these happen for your group. Even if you're listening to this podcast like years down the line, I, I still want to hear about it. <laughs> okay. To recap, number one, go to art walks. Number two, create an art book club. Number three, create a critique group. Number four, host a drawing jam or similar event. And number five, challenge other artists to a timed project. These ideas are very fun. I can think of a couple more, but I'm not going to share them today. Friends and foes, it's been awesome talking to you. I hope that these ideas have inspired you to make an art community. I hope you're able to make more friends using these ideas. If you want to find me in the podcast, I am at stephaniescott.art on Instagram. The podcast is at brushworkpod. And you can find new episodes of Brushwork every Tuesday. Make good choices, everyone. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye!